0: Beaman joins me today on the podcast, and I have to say she's one of the most encouraging, humble, and just fun people to be around. I really always want to spend more time with Jan. So I was so thankful that she um, got a spot as one of my drivers. I was really excited to hang out with her. And on this podcast, we talk a lot about boundaries and setting healthy ones. Um, I share a little bit about a recent experience um, that I had during worship with God and what that's like for me. And yeah, just a really great conversation. I'm excited for you to hear from my friend Chan today. to the Drive Candace to Radiation podcast. And I'm so, so happy to see my friend Chandra today. How are you today?
1: I am so good. I am so happy to see you, Candace. I'm just, I've been so looking forward to today and thank you for giving me this opportunity and blessing this time together. I'm really excited. I was so excited to see you. I started crying. <laughs> I'm like, Candace doesn't need my tears, but I started crying. It's been so long since I've seen you and I'm so thankful for Facebook because I feel like I've been along with you on this journey, but it was just wonderful seeing you.
0: Yeah, I I love that you jumped out and started crying, and then you feel like, oh, I missed. <laughs> it's good. It's a good feeling because I've been MIA for a long time. So, um, okay, friends, you have a great story about um, how we met and what bonded us to each other, and I'm really excited for you to share with everybody. Okay.
1: So, and I was sharing with Candice, I'm not sure, this is how I bonded so much with Candace and even Mike, Mike, Mike probably doesn't know this. Um, when I started going to church, um, back in 2015 at the Face center, um, Candace, you were that familiar face to me, you and sunshine. And I, I was really dealing with some personal issues and really needed to get back to church. And I was kind of struggling going cause my husband works a lot and I was going by myself and I was the one coming in scared and I just loved to see your face and, and, um, yeah, It's totally intimidating
0: to go to church by yourself.
1: It is. Yeah. it is. And even though I knew tons of people, it was just, it was just yeah. scary for me. And, and then I kind of went into this, okay, I have to do the right thing, say the right things, be this, be this person, churchy person. Yeah. And, and I was struggling with that. And I think that's what kept me away from going to church yeah. for so long. So, um... We had a basketball game. I met you in the gym, actually, with our kids going to Imbler. And I think, you know, everyone in Imbler, we just love each other. It's a great community. And and so I I started getting to know you through games and athletics and sports in the gym. And we had a game up in Enterprise. and, And my stepdaughter at the time was playing JV. And her game was over. And we... My husband and I decided to join our friends at Terminal Gravity, one of our favorite places up there, and go go have a beer since our since yeah. we didn't have to watch the varsity game. Yeah. And I remember as we were leaving, something where people were like, oh, you guys are leaving. Where are you going? And we're like, bye. And, and we left, you know, feeling a little bit guilty. So we're sitting there having a couple drinks and dinner, and in walks Mike. <laughs> I don't know if it was like halftime of the next game, but here walks Mike. And I remember just kind of panicking a little bit like oh my gosh Mike Smith and I'm drinking beer and I just started going to church and and I remember he kind of looked at me and I just I I don't know Mike must have seen my how how uncomfortable I was about it and my husband and I kind of giggled about it and that was it well we had another game the next week in the gym well we'll tell them what, what Mike was doing oh yes that's the best part of this story actually so Mike leaves with a case of beer. (laughs) That that was the best part of the story. And so I was just instantly like, oh my gosh, yes. Okay. I I can go to church and drink a beer. You know, it was awesome. And so the next week we had a home game and I think I was walking through the bleachers and you're like, Hey friend, come here, sit down. And you sat me down and you had said, Hey, you know what? Mike said he saw you at TG and I want you to know that Jesus loves everybody and it's okay to have a beer and it's okay to, to to do that. And and we giggled because Mike walked out with a case of beer. And I just knew then that you were my person and that this was the church for me and that I wasn't gonna be judged. And yes, and I just, I instantly felt so connected to, to you two and um, Mike probably doesn't remember that story but it was just life changing for me. And so I, I love that story whenever I think of you guys.
0: Thank you for sharing that. That is like the best story ever. I love that. And I think we need to break all those stupid barriers about things, Um, especially about alcohol, because like Jesus's first miracle is literally making gallons and gallons of wine. Blessed be the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, okay. I love to talk about kindness. I think kindness is super important. Um, What is something kind someone has done for you recently?
1: Okay, I have a couple here. If you don't mind me sharing a couple, one I just want to talk about a a friend, Linda, Linda Mola. We all know her from Imbler. Um, She is my kind friend. She is so thoughtful and so caring. I just, I want to be more like her there. I just get this random, have a blessed day. Mm -hmm. I love you. I'm thinking of you. Mm -hmm. I'm praying for your family. You've been prayed for today. She'll go shopping somewhere and find something that reminds her of, of me. And, and, Mm -hmm. and she'll buy it for me and go, I just, I bought this for you. Um, she's so kind Yeah. and she is just that one person that if I'm, it's, it, If I'm ever having one of those days, I can call her, she has kind words. If she knows something's on my mind, if she knows I have something big going on at work or home or within my family, um, she's praying for me and sending me kindness every day. And she's one of the most kindest people I know. And so the second you mention kindness, um, I, really I just fun. think of Linda. I do. She's so kind.
0: You are right. I don't know her as well as you oh, do. Obviously, she's, she's one of your close friends. But she yeah. definitely, in the beginning of my cancer journey, reached out numerous times and just was super encouraging. She yeah. Is. And she's been through cancer. Okay. And
1: she knows, and, and we've talked about that a lot, and she shared some of that journey with me and the struggles that she went through, and um, she is just so kind. And so when, when I hear the word kindness, I, I think of Linda. Oh, I love that. Yes. Ah. And a second story, I, I, I would love to talk about my weekend a little bit. Yeah. Um, my sister surprised me a few weeks ago. She knows I haven't really been anywhere during COVID and, and um, that I just needed to take some time off of work I haven't really been taking care of me that much the last couple years we've been really busy at work and she said I have a surprise for you. you need to call me and she knew that Cale was gone in D.C. Cale is on this wonderful opportunity um, back in D.C. he'll be home tomorrow but he's been gone for 10 days on to with the FFA Washington Leadership Conference Yeah, an amazing journey that my son is on and she said "Why kale has gone I want you to come up here because you know we're always busy in kids yes. events and sports we can't ever be gone yeah And so she had surprised me with a Broadway ticket to um, Come From Away. Wow. And I didn't really know the story. My sister told me about it. It's her favorite show. Um, But the story of Come From Away is so amazing. So first of all, my sister blessed me with this really expensive, awesome seat ticket. And she's an usher at Fifth Avenue. And so I went and spent the weekend with her. And I'm just so touched by this story. That's all I keep thinking about. I I just keep thinking about this movie and for, or this show. And for those of you that don't know, are you familiar with the story? No, I'm not. But we are headed to New York, like in, at the end of August. Okay. This goes right into kindness. So not only are we talking about kindness, this is the story about kindness. So this goes back to 9-11. Yeah. um, When the FAA grounded all the planes that were in the air after the attacks. Yeah. And they wanted everyone on the ground. And so um, Gander, Newfoundland in Canada, our wonderful friends to the north in Canada, um, they took in, the, it was a population at the time of like 7,000 people. Tiny little like village in, in this island, yes. And they took in... I, Gosh, I think it was like 38 planes with hundreds of passengers on there. It was an international airport because they used it to like fuel over, you know, when planes were coming from Europe. So they had the capacity to take in all of these people. And these 38 planes were were stuck in Gander, Newfoundland for like five days. And it tells a story and the kindness of these these, um, people of Gander that just gave everything to these people. Some of these people had been on the plane for like, there's one song called 28 hours. They were stuck on the plane and then they landed in Newfoundland. They didn't know what was going on. You know, the cell phones weren't big then they're just in in Gander, Newfoundland. And the people of Gander gave everything to these people. So they went from a community of like 9,000 people And they took in like 7,000 more people. It almost doubled their population. And the kindness, I mean, they went to the store and they were buying things. They were giving them their vehicles. They were taking people in. They made meals for 7,000 people. I mean, the town was alive and thousands, they doubled their population and were blessing all of these people who didn't know if their loved ones were were safe back home. It's the most touching story I've ever heard of and an amazing story about kindness.
0: Okay. And it's
1: called what again? It is called Come From Away. Okay. And it's on Broadway. It's in Seattle for another week and it is coming to Boise. So I just can't recommend this show. And there's also a book called that I'm going to read now. Um, it's, it's from Jim uh, Lafitte, I think is his name. Okay. And, and it talks about um, the day the world came to visit oh and and it's a book about this and that is what inspired and and everything um in this show this this musical are all based on on true events that happen with true people oh and there's only 12 people in the set and they play multiple different role roles it's it's the most amazing show i've ever seen and i highly recommend it
0: well that's exciting because we are literally planning our itinerary at, in new york city we're taking the girls and um it's kind of like the little carrot at the end of my radiation. And we're going to go into Connecticut and, and see my cousin get married. Um, but that would be so fun to get tickets. It is great. And if you can't
1: go in New York, go to Boise. It's coming. And it's yeah. coming to Boise. And I, it's amazing. Okay. I love Broadway. I love theater. And it, it's, it's, it's amazing.
0: That is perfect. Because that also fulfills one of my other questions, which is a recommend. So you just nailed it. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, okay. Man. What is super interesting or fun for you right now? Like, literally, you just had a really fun weekend. But what else is really fun for you right now? Summer. Summer Summertime. I love
1: summer. I love sun. I love summer. I love everything about it. I love being on the lake. I love being with my family. I... I just love the warmth. I am not yes. a winter person. Yes. I, I struggle a little bit more in the winter. I don't like being cold. I get cold easy. Yes. Um, so my joy right now is summer, and I am excited to get the paddle board out. I, I know we had kind of a late start of summer, and then July was busy, but I'm looking forward to getting out on my paddle board and going out with friends and, yeah. and paddle boarding. We go up to Anthony Lakes or, or the lake, and I just yeah. want to be outside in the yeah. summertime. I love summer.
0: We have some of the best lakes. So fun, and yeah, we, we borrowed some kayaks and we're going to go and some paddle boards. We're going this weekend, actually, um, up to the lake, and we're super excited. I won't be able to get very far my body. That's okay. <laughs> I feel like I need a toe strap at some point, but um, even if I'm just on the water, it's so
1: relaxing. That, I think, is the best thing with paddle boarding. Um, you know, I don't really do it for extra I mean, I do it for exercise because it's great, but a lot of times we'll just paddle out. And, and visit. We'll pack a lunch. We'll, we'll sit. You know, Megan and I will go up and yeah. pack a lunch, have some have a beverage and drink a lot of water and play in the water. And we just sit there because the water is so calming and it's kind of my happy place Yes, it's better than a floaty it's just you can get to where you want to be and and it's just it's wonderful and relaxing for me
0: yeah Uh, i'm super excited i'll probably maybe i'll see you up there this weekend um chief joseph days are coming up okay they are um is there something about me that you've always wanted to know but never asked you
1: know i do i think i want to know like since you've had cancer, how you set healthy boundaries with people. Um, I I oftentimes wonder if I was going through a situation like that, if everyone's always coming over and maybe it was a little bit different during COVID, but was it really hard to set those boundaries? Like I'm tired. I don't, I, you know, I, I, even like when I signed up for a meal, I'm like, I'll just drop it off. And as it turned out, we did the delivery thing. And I think Mike ended up picking it up. Is it hard to set those boundaries with people that it's, it's too much. Um, you know, even as far as like getting hundreds of text messages a day, did you feel like have to reply to all of these? Like, how did you handle, and I know it was all kindness that everyone was reaching out to you, but how did you set
0: those healthy boundaries? Yeah. Well, first of all, the boundaries book by cloud and Townsend, we highly recommend that book, but, Um, yeah, it's hard, especially as an extrovert, very hard. And especially as somebody like, I've always been the person that, that the more, the merrier everybody's welcome, like come into my life is that my house is that like, um, so it's very difficult because it seems counterintuitive to everything that is who I am is to set healthy boundaries. But what I've noticed is, um, and maybe I learned this, um, just in ministry in particular, um, it's not going to matter if I'm not healthy myself (laughs) and it sounds super selfish. Like to me, it sounds so like in my mind, it sounds very selfish and very, the opposite of what I want to be. Um, but I was so driven to, go through chemo and radiation in the most healthy way possible so that I could be done with this business. Right. And, um, and so because my life depended on being healthy and not catching things, you know, there are, there are cancer patients who make a choice to, to just continue doing their life as normal and For me, I just didn't want to take that risk and add more stress on my already stressed family. Um, If I ever had to be hospitalized for something, um, an infection became life-threatening very quickly and so I think it it was easier in some ways because it was like life-threatening so I needed to set healthy boundaries um which meant I didn't hug people I didn't see people I didn't like um if you came to the house I would kind of stand in the in the living room and like people would come into the foyer um and it was really hard because everybody that had the urge to want to just grab you up and show their love to you. And I had to be like, I can't. And that is so hard for me. Right. <laughs> um, so it's really, it was really, so I think the way that I solved the problem, if I couldn't physically be around people, then I was going to, um, share my experience social, on social media. And that way everybody could, who wanted to could follow along and see how it we were all doing. We're
1: so thankful for that. So thankful for that. Mm-hmm. I, that was a, that was a blessing. Um, it really was that I could, and, and I just was so inspired by your words. And when you, when you put your portraits up and your paintings and, and your words and your prayers, um, you were very inspiring through all of that. And, um, I just want to thank you for that. You're
0: welcome. Yeah. I, um, it was it was such a special time because I felt like when I, when it was time to write something I kind of knew it was building in my, in my soul, like it was ready to, to come out. So it was such a, a cathartic thing for me to be able to get it out and know people like were reading it and were with me on it. Like I wasn't by myself. Right. Um, and if you ever wanted to know how I was doing, you just had to go look, right. And then, yep. then you could, and I would be honest with how I was doing. So, um, yeah, I think, you know what I, what I first learned about good, healthy boundaries was when, um another job I used to do at the church was just help people out who are in tough situations and um, whether that is, you know, the church, the, the it's, very generous people would give money towards this one fund and, and other people from the community in need would call in with a need. And so I would talk to those people on the phone and kind of gauge where we're at, whether this would be a good fit to give money financially. So sometimes I had to say no, and that's a nightmare because you're saying no to somebody who's you know in a tough spot but sometimes I had to say no but I learned that even if I had to say no to something financially I could always say yes to but here's the other ways I can help you so I think that's helpful in boundaries sometimes is that if you have to say no and draw a line you you also can be creative and find a way to say yes in a different way here's what I'm saying yes to so it's kind of like um in Mary Poppins, when she's <laughs> has the spoonful of sugar, mix, <laughs> help the medicine go down. <laughs> yes, if I can say, if I have to say no to something, I will find a way to say yes to something else.
1: That's excellent. Yeah. That's great advice. That's. I need that. Thank you. You're <laughs> Thank welcome. you for that advice. <laughs> You're
0: welcome. Um, was there another one that you were thinking of? I can't remember.
1: I. Yes, there was actually. I. I want to know what inspired you to do the the podcast. I think this is the coolest story you're meeting, you're getting to to hear from other from so many different people and I just think it's truly amazing this little microphone is even truly amazing I know, like I so absolutely cute. love this little <laughs> microphone I didn't know if I was gonna be all like wired or no I'm just kidding <laughs> but I want to know what how did that come to you or how did sure you know, share that with
0: me well first on the microphone I am married to Mr. Tech that so is true, he that is true. he found this perfectly and it's not it, it's like easy to use so I'm not gonna get intimidated by it so Mike did a good job um i think what inspired me to do this podcast was that uh when was my friend lisa who was one of the first friends as the drivers when she said she wanted to be one of my drivers i was like in my mind i had just thought well my family will probably drive me to radiation or i will drive myself to radiation if i'm feeling okay and this is all back in January before I knew anything and had started chemo and my before my body was like <laughs> before I even understood what fatigue is. And um, and then I started thinking, well Gosh, I, I bet because there were people that were signing up for food and that filled up fairly quickly. And so there were <laughs> yeah, there were people that were kind of like, I'm trying to help and I want to have something practical. And and so that's kind of where it burst. I was like, well, I could share this with other people. And I bet there would be people who would love to have this be a practical way to drive me. And then I was thinking, I was like. I missed podcasting because I had done a bunch of podcasting at Faith Center and I was like, wouldn't it be fun if we could podcast um, while we're driving to Pendleton because I have to do this every freaking day. (laughs) Every day. Yes. Uh So it's like my own little captive audience that's playing a game with me. Like Kid Chan's like, I'm like, hey, you ready to podcast? Well, I don't know if I want to. And then she
1: does. And it's really sweet. I wanted to. (laughs) And by the way, this filled up fast, too. You're right. I'm like, man, Um, it filled up so fast. So I was very thankful to get a spot. So. yeah people just love you and we want to keep helping you but yeah meals and rides but I think this is a great idea that was the first time I had seen like sign up for this and you know when I do the meal trains, I'm usually, like, sending food or gift certificates yes. or pizzas. That's not really my thing, but I'm like, I can drive. Yes. I can drive and I can
0: talk. <laughs> yes, because I have friends out there. They're, they're not cooks. They don't want to do that necessarily. But we love—I mean, I think it's wise sometimes to just order some people some pizza. Yes. Because it's known and it's easy to be delivered, and yes. Um, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of where that came out. Um let's go back though because I think I skipped a question so one of the questions I've been asking people is you know harken back to 10 years ago 2012 what would you say to yourself 10 years ago what have you learned since then
1: oh I think I'm probably still telling myself the same things that I wish I had told myself 10 years ago I think I'm just getting older and more mature I'll be 50 this year wow I know it's crazy um but to set some of those boundaries. I, I don't think I've been a very good boundary setter and I feel like I'm doing a much better job yeah. um in setting those boundaries in unhealthy relationships or unhealthy situations and I but I think a lot of that comes with maturity uh-huh. um and experience and life experiences and um and I think not not to take things so seriously. I, I think I worried so much. I'll I'll always worry. Um but you know don't sweat the small stuff in in the in the aspect of you know we're not supposed to be anxious and worry all the time yeah. and and I tend to do that and yeah. my 40s had some tough times where I really got down down there and so I wish if, I wish I could go back and say it's going to be okay yeah. don't be action. don't be anxious do not be afraid yeah um and and I think that's the advice I would have given to myself
0: yeah just that tender it's going to be okay yeah. it's going to be okay um, I love that. I think there's a lot of us that struggle with anxiety and fear, and it just it just is a spiral that rips us out of peace and joy and it's a real booger of a thing and sometimes you need extra help like you need counseling or you might need medication and sometimes you need to like work on it and make choices good healthy boundaries is one of those things but I yeah I I love that I think we should we would be gentler and kinder to ourselves I think yes right yeah little bit. Let's talk about cancer. What's, what's your experience with cancer?
1: Um, my experience with cancer, I lost my grandma Turner when I was in grade school to cancer. Um, but I don't remember it a whole lot. I, you know, I remembered my grandma. I remember being at the hospital, but that was my first, um, experience with cancer. And my grandpa Turner had passed away, um, before, before I was born. And then I lost my, um, my grandpa Goodson in 95, um, from prostate cancer. So he, he died from prostate cancer and I was in college then. Um, and that was a really tough time seeing my mom and grandma and the rest of my family really struggling with him. And, you know, he got cancer and he, you know, he sold the farm and they moved into town and it was a, it was a really big transition for, for my family. Um, and then most recently my my dad died in 2017 of lung cancer and yeah and he he wasn't a smoker um but he went into the hospital on april 1st of that year uh, with pneumonia he just wasn't feeling good and had a really bad cough and and went to the hospital with pneumonia and then after the scans came back and they just said you know he's got lung cancer um we're gonna give him three to six months to live and He passed away April 19th, 19 days later. Wow. And, but it was a, it was a blessing at the time. I I felt that those three to six months were going to be really difficult on my family. Um, And he turned so quickly um, that he went from, you know, his stay in the hospital to a care center because he needed that much care. And um, it was 19 days later we lost him. And so you know that that was pretty tough but looking back now i'm glad he didn't suffer i'm i'm glad it wasn't long and drawn out like you know for for our family yeah. and um and it was a, a true blessing and and i was i was there with
0: him and and um so that that's my experience with cancer i'm so glad you got to be there with him yeah. um yeah. that is a real honored place yeah. to and, be
1: there and actually um you know i was there that night um and we had the um Those angels that come in at the last minute, and and they were with him. And I just needed to go for about a ten-minute drive, and and he was comfortable. And I just said, "I'll I'll be back," and and I left. And when I was gone, he passed. And I and I I feel like that's how he wanted it to be. And at first, I was heartbroken when I came back because I was only gone for a little bit. I just went for a little drive, and I felt like I missed it. But um, I. I don't feel like I missed it Um, and so I I feel like I was there and I think dad was saying hey you know what you need to leave the room and I'm ready to go and then he was ready to go and so yeah 19 days from diagnosis to
0: To when he passed That is incredibly fast And lung cancer is incredibly painful So I'm glad he didn't suffer long too Um, My aunt is a Home health hospice nurse She's retired now But uh, she's walked a lot of people home And she has We've had some conversations about it And she will say the same thing Sometimes they're waiting for permission Um, And sometimes they're waiting for you to leave Or sometimes they're waiting for somebody To show up and um and it's amazing what our souls will hold on to and how that affects our bodies and when it's time it's time and i think that's i think that's a very gentlemanly way of him leaving don't yes. you i do i do i really do yeah that's really special um thank you for sharing that with us so last last question is you get to heaven you meet god what's going on what do you see what do you hear
1: I just hear, welcome home. Yay! I do. I just hear, welcome home. And I just, I want to feel, feel his embrace and, and, and to be in his paradise. And that's what I, that's what I
0: envision yeah. It's welcome home. That's really good. I, um, uh, you know, sometimes it's really hard to. Feel that connection with God. I think we go through these ups and downs, these these valleys and mountaintop experiences with God. And and sometimes you're like, "Is this still? Is this still real? Like, are you real?" And I, I think that's what we long for, right? That real type of feeling. That sometimes we get, and sometimes we don't. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had a moment um, last week with a friend, and we were. Worshipping, and I hadn't worshipped with another person in a very long time, like almost probably 12 months maybe. Um, and I just had this experience with God that was so special and so particular to my walk that um, I couldn't help but know his actual embrace for me and his actual love for me, and they don't happen very frequently. So, um, at some point, I'll share like the full story. But um, it was pretty amazing because it, it we just put on Spotify and like these three songs came out and they were back to back lyrics of things I needed to hear from God and um, these pictures that uh, kind of in my imagination as I'm as I'm worshiping, I'll close my eyes and kind of have just some images. And oftentimes when I meet Jesus, um, in my prayer life, I meet him as a seven-year-old kid in a, in a field of a meadow of wild irises. And, um, yeah. And so we were there again in the beginning. I, I was just really sad and really broken and just very, very much grief was a, a lot. I was dealing with a lot of grief last week. And, um, he had his hand outstretched and normally in, in that prayer time, I like, he'll spin me around and like just this circle and it's really sweet. But I, I was like, I don't trust you. I don't want to give you my hands. I'm really hurt and I'm broken about what has happened and I don't want to. (laughs) And then we got to the next song and immediately he like fireman lifted me up over his shoulder it was like if you could have buff Jesus <laughs> and he, he started just like it was like he was getting me out of the pit I was in and carrying me out and um, he's like you don't have to grab grab my hands I, I, got, you. I got you yeah and then um, we got to the third song and we were um, I finally felt like I could actually see him I hadn't seen him in a while and I he had knelt down in front of me and it was like he was covered in dirt like maybe like a fireman actually like you just soot, you know and I was wiping his face off and with my and I was back to being a seven-year-old with my little hands and I was like oh there you are now I can see and I think I needed. I think I needed to grieve. I needed to be honest with him about the fact that I'm, you know, I'm not doing okay. I, I have two cancers right now, and I'm not doing okay about this whole process. And I needed to be honest. And I needed him to act. I needed him to. I needed to know he was going to carry me out, and that things were going to be okay and and then I was set right so um I just know that if I can experience that on some level here in this finite body in in this place we call home that when we get to heaven it will be so (laughs) powerful we can't even imagine I think It'd it'd be amazing thank you for sharing I love that story welcome um yeah I'm sure at some point there'll probably be a painting that'll come out of that one but oh I cannot
1: wait I cannot wait to see
0: it yeah great all right friends thank you for listening in we are headed into Pendleton um and gosh I think this is day 18 of radiation day 18 and um I am pretty tired Um, but so far my skin is still doing okay. It's, it looks a little rough, but it's still doing okay. And I'm ready to kind of get this week behind me and, um, get closer to that end. So thank you for listening in everybody. And thanks Chan for podcasting with me today. Thank you very much. And, um, tune in next time. We'll have another podcast as I drive to radiation once again. Every day. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening in, friend. I really appreciate it. This is really fun for me. But I hope for you, there's some takeaways on just being a good neighbor just somebody who's willing to, to jump in and say, yeah, I'll help you out. If you are a cancer survivor, or if you're currently going through cancer, please know that my heart is with you, that my prayers are with you, and that you are more connected than you realize. And you are more loved than you could ever understand. Please tune in next time. We will have a great time on the podcast, driving over the mountain where I get radiation and make the best of it. You know what I'm saying? Have a great day.